Jeff, episode 14. 14. Sorry we missed you guys last week. It was a little, little hectic around here, and we uh, knew it was Memorial Day, and we usually drop our podcast on Mondays, and it was a national holiday. So we decided to give you a break from our bullshit. Why was it so crazy last week, Jason? Tell them. Was it last week? No, the week before. No, what? Well, two, well, two weeks ago. Then oh, yeah, again yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. It's, yeah. Been, it's been pretty crazy around here. We have a lot of moving parts going on now that we're getting back into opening things up. We had our first club open in Connecticut, Shrine at Foxwoods. Which How was, was it insane. spinning 150? We had 50 cent the first night. Was it the first night? Yeah, yeah. first night, Friday. It was the first night we opened. We did uh, myself and 50 cent. And it was pretty spectacular. And Tony Yeo. Shout out to Yeo. It was pretty spectacular to be back. Everybody keeps asking me what it was like. And it's like a good way to describe it. It's like being a basement or a bedroom DJ for like 18 months. And all of a sudden it's like fucking New Year's Eve, (laughs) like back to back to back. It was like, it was intense. Super intense. It was almost so intense that I, oh, the next night I was in Boston. I, I'm yeah. getting like the whole week is just like a blur, a blur. Cause we started out shrine me and 50 cent. And then Saturday I had to come back to Boston. And then last Friday I was back at shrine with Rick Ross. Yeah. And then I stayed to hang out with Diplo. And that was crazy too. I mean, every night we, we are sold out every night. Yeah, so it was just crazy. like, the amount of people that came out. It was Shout amazing. out to everybody yeah. that came out, man. Yeah. It was really nice to see everybody, all the support. And it was nice to see people's faces again, dude. Really nice to see people smile, for sure. Yeah. 50 loved your set, though. <laughs> Yo, I did some shit that night. That I don't think 50's ever heard a set like that. Dude, it was crazy, man. Like, I dropped, like, real. I haven't played Real Love by Mary J. Blige in, like, a primetime <laughs> set in, like, Fuck man, probably a long time, yeah. long time. Let's say over ten years. And then I, for some reason, I was just like, I played a record that was that reminded me. Of, it's how it went. You just when you're in the zone, you just don't think, and it was just just flowing. Right. When you start to think, you fuck up. Like the Knicks last night, they were playing. The kid gets the ball. He's wide open on the three point yard line. There's the three the three point fucking whatever it is line. And he hesitated, and the announcers are like you. Once you start thinking about what you're doing, it's yeah, a wrap. Yeah. And the same thing goes for what I do. You know what I mean? So it's like <clears throat> last Friday I was with Rick Ross. I kind of had I was getting into the thinking mode too much, and I was like I could tell. But when I was with Fifty that first night back, I, it was like just coming naturally. So like I had, for some reason I played something that reminded me of like Soul to Soul, which was uh, 
uh, however do you want me, however do you want me. But I remember that Mary J had a a remix that she did with Jada Kiss on the DJ Clue mix wow. on a DJ Clue album. I think it was on Def Jam. Was Clue? Let me look that up real quick. I think Clue DJ was on Clue Def. had his albums come out on Def Jam. Did he have Desert, two or one? Desert Storm was his label. Wasn't it Desert Storm? That was his mixtape label. Oh, okay. Then it would be Def Jam. Yeah. I think he did two. He did two releases. Like his mixtape. Oh, he did three. The Professional, The Professional oh, yeah. 2, and The Professional 3. Oh, they were all on. Oh, know what they were? Desert Storm, which was Clue's label. Desert <laughs> Storm was Clue's label. That's what I just said. Did you just say that? Yes. Shit. I don't fucking pay attention. I really do. I've been I literally working, just said Desert Storm. I've been working Storm. on myself so much that I really have been paying attention. To what literally say. just said Desert Storm. I didn't hear you. I was, no, I, you did, and you said, no, that's his mixtape thing. You're right. Yeah. All right, we're getting to it. You know who else was on Desert Storm to begin with? Fab. Fab, yeah. That's a little information. Look, see, we was about the culture over here. It was on Def Jam, Def Jam, Def Jam. Yeah, he did three deals with Def Jam. The first one went platinum. The professional two went gold. And the professional three, which I can honestly say I do not remember hearing at all, didn't chart at all. And he also had uh, a bunch of tracks on uh, the backstage of Hard Knock Life. Remember that? That, that was an amazing documentary. Amazing. That was like probably one of the first hip-hop documentaries about touring. Well, black, I think Black and White, too. was it Black and White, too? The one Parts with Biggie and... Oh, the show. The show. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But I don't that remember. That wasn't touring. That was just one show, was, I think. It might have been a tour, though. I can't remember. That's a good question to to get the answer to. I don't remember if it was a tour or just a one-night show. That was an un- amazing It wasn't show. all a bad boy artist either, was it? No, because Wu-Tang was on it. Wu-Tang was on it. Kid it Capri was DJing. Oh, shout out Kid Capri, man. That's who I want to DJ at my birthday party, man. <laughs> Let's get it the done. The show. And it wasn't like just Def Jam artists either. It was like... Uh, they had other artists on there, yeah. Yes, so it was like artists. I wonder who put that together. Yeah, the show. African Mbada, Biggie, Curtis Blow, Puffy, Snoop, Dre, Warren G. Wow. Andre Harrell put it together, I think, because it says Andre Harrell. Or That's he was pretty just, good, yeah. Oh, it was Rus- Russell Simmons? No, Michael Tomlin. I don't even know who that is. Well, Reicher Entertainment put it out. But it was just such a... I think it was all the hip hop artists that were hot at that time. Yeah, were pretty absolutely. much a part of that. That was dope. Yeah, oh. the show was dope. Speaking of which, did you see? Oh shit! What's the name of that show with uh, LeBron James on HBO? Oh, the Barbershop? Yeah, but that's not the name of the show, is it? It might be. I, don't know. I think it's. I think it's something like that. Where they? Well, I, this this. Now I've never watched it prior to the one with I saw last night with Jay Z. Do I they? haven't watched it yet. Does I gotta watch? I won't that. spoil it for you then. It's but called the shop. The shop. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Have you seen it previously? Yeah, yeah. So is it like one season has the same guest every episode, or is it every episode they have new? Every they, episode they have new. They have new people. Oh, okay. Because I was like really excited about the lineup. <laughs> like, if I could see more of these individuals speaking on a weekly basis. That would have been dope. But oh, you mean the same guys? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends. So, so they have different guests every week. Yeah. So, like, uh, except for episode eight, they just had Barack. But yeah, they had like episode seven: Patrick Mahomes, Chadwick oh, Boseman, okay. Trey Young, Roddy Rich, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, Roddy Steve Rich Stout. on there. Yeah, Paul, we gotta watch this. Yeah. No, I watched the one with Jay Bad Bunny. Yeah, Paul Rivera. And it was so good. Jay told this story about DMX and touring. That's why we're talking about like yeah. I, to I go actually back. saw the clip on that. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yo, he said, "Yo, how do I go on after this?" And then he goes, "On that tour, I didn't know. I was just like, he put me in a position where I had to better my live show. And the only thing I knew I could do better than what DMX was doing is I could I cut. We did more acapellas on that tour than <laughs> right, we've ever right. done in our life." That's amazing. So it was very interesting. It's Jay has a, a very amazing way of speaking that grabs your attention too. But he's still so hood at the same time. So right. you could kind of like he doesn't talk over people's heads. Like you get it. You know what I mean? Did he get a haircut in the barbershop? No, but he had his hat on backwards. And he had like yeah. three dreads that were like. <laughs> Like rubber band up that were out of the opening of the snapback over. It was real weird. Yeah. Real weird. Like that. Well, let's get to the question of the week. Oh, we got question of the week always. Let's always. Go. So, guys, send any questions of the week to. Uh, I'm the, the promoter. Pro- He's the DJ. We got to find a better way to do that where we can yeah. be like Mary Kate and Olsen. Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> yeah, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> All right. So, here's the question of the week. <laughs> Outside of actual DJ, this is a this is a Jason Smith question because we actually had uh, he can maybe tell the story that goes along with this. But outside of actual DJing, yeah, what are some OG cheat codes? As in earplugs, backing up computer, DJ safety. <laughs> well, we had a major issue this past tell, weekend. Tell them what happened. <laughs> is that why this question came out? You picked this one. I did pick this one. So, do you wear earplugs? First of all. Uh, when I DJ, I do not wear earplugs. If you're in a club, do you wear earplugs? 100%. My hearing is my I everything. If I don't have my ears, I don't have shit. Very true. But there was a deaf DJ. Yeah, <laughs> what was, was his name? There's a movie about him, too. Yeah, wasn't wasn't he in oh, What's Wrong, Pete Tong? Yeah, What's Wrong, Pete Tong? Yeah. And he used to sit on the kicker. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How, that, how'd you come up with that one? It was such a weird, fucked up movie. It was pretty good. But he used to sit on the kicker so he could at least feel the kick. And that's how he'd mix the records. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) He he probably didn't know what he was playing, but he knew that the bass felt a specific way. So I always wear earphones. I mean, earplugs when I'm not playing. I try, I'm really trying to be good and like do it when I'm playing, but it's just like, it just doesn't work for me. Another OG thing is uh, backing up your computer. Always have breath mint. <laughs> Fuck the computer. My breath got to smell right. Um, my bag is pretty funny what it has in it. I always keep uh, ginger, hard ginger candies for when uh, you get anxious. Mm. Settles your stomach. Wow. <laughs> or ginger ale. Mm, too much sugar. <laughs> um. Backing up your computer is like something that's fucking very important. And what kind of funny that goes along with that is Jeff and I were, 
I haven't had a gig in 18 months. And the one day I finally have a gig, my computer screen just goes black every time I started opening up a program. Yeah. It was not, it was not fun. No. So my anxiety uh, got tested that day. And uh, thank God for therapy and uh, my therapist for teaching me the tools, how to deal with uh, my anxiety i think i handled it pretty well my dog's in the back puking (laughs) jeff's trying to call apple trying to get this stuff going ask me questions i'm hitting traffic everything's tested yeah they're like well you have an appointment at the apple store at 4 30 yeah shout out to steph at apple (laughs) yeah and uh the sign the time said 4 40 we're gonna get there get there just in time they did something my computer Continued to go black, and all of a sudden, it fixed itself somehow. It was awesome. Talk about! I mean, we were going up, and I had to be on at eleven o'clock that night. I think we, I was having computer problems till ten fifteen. Yeah, it was talk about close. stress, bro. It was close. It was close, and it was just the 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 impact of that night, the pressure that night without having your computer being fucked yeah. up is like unbelievable. So that's always have an extra charger in your bag for your computer too. That's a good one. But you did you did have a backup so you could oh, I have had two yeah. computers then. Yeah. yeah, I brought but but it was yeah. So we did you did have a reliable source but you need your main computer. Yeah. Here's a fucking OG thing. Give it to me. You could put me in I came out of the Nitty gritty mean streets of yeah. New York City DJ booths, right? Yeah. Where you just get thrown into some of these things that are just like you wouldn't want to touch. Like you don't even want to touch these things. They're so dirty. Like yeah, I've, New York is not a great place so for Lysol DJ wipes? booths. Yeah, Lysol wipes. Lysol wipes is one. Yeah, especially in the wintertime, I have Lysol wipes. Yeah, I everything could go completely wrong with everything. DJ wise, and I'll still find a way to play music. I have at least one of my main crates backed up on a thumb drive that I could always plug into okay. the CDJ. If that doesn't work, well, that's going to work. If my computer doesn't work, the thumb drive is going to work. Right. So I always have a way it, to be a professional DJ and really be professional. You have to be reliable. Mm-hmm. We've always talked about being reliable. It's, it's a yeah. such a major key. Seriously. It doesn't even work anymore. Fuck Rick Ross's job. <laughs> Edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's you have to if you get in a position where you can't do what you need to do, you need to find another way to do it because somebody else is relying on you right. to play music. So I don't particularly like DJing on the thumb drives, but if I have to because I have a you know problem, I have enough music in there to carry the night. Might not be the best night, right? But I'm not leaving you hanging, right? What about a mix CD? Not as much anymore? Not as much anymore, no. But did you used to carry one around? No? To help you back up? No, I never I never played really? off... I never actually DJed off CDs ever. I know, but oh. just like one mix, yeah, they'll no. carry you while you fix your broken needles or something no. like that? No? Because most places you wouldn't... You either had CDJs oh. or you had... You never had a backup from turntables. That was the scary part of when Serato first came out. You didn't have is either turntables or right. nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I, we spoke about this story in the past for when I did uh, Missy Elliott's hip hop honors party and 
going from vinyl to a, a CD was so hard because it wasn't a CDJ. It was just like one of those old Denim, mobile DJ. Denim, like yeah. it's either it's a, you push play and that's it. Right, right. So going from my DJ set of playing vinyl to like hitting like just like dead air drops of like these hip hop right. records was like so hard to do, man. That's the only time I actually played CDs because it's just. You can't stay in the zone if you're going from vinyl to CDs, just too much. What about an OG cheat code of not having a microphone? Use your, use Man, your headphones. Man, you know that. Yeah, you know that. Did use, we do that the other day? No, I don't think so. I hope not. I thought we did that the night you were DJing at that place we went to, that basement party. <laughs> What they were using the headphones? No, I first. I, no, no, no. We had a mic. We had a mic. You yeah. were like you talked on the, your headphones for some reason. Yeah. No. So if you don't know, you can use your head. You can use headphones as a microphone. Yeah. You just take it out of the headphone jack and plug it into the microphone jack. Yeah, that's an OG. That's an OG cheat code. But you have to figure out which one it is. Because there's only one. There's only one, one that yeah. receives and the yeah. other one doesn't. That's a good question of the week, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So once again, yeah, give us the questions at I'm the promoter, he's a DJ, or hit up Jason or myself in the DMs. Yeah, man. We like getting your questions. We appreciate it. It's part of the show. We want to be we want you guys to be a part of this show as much as, as we do, you know. We just want you involved, man. We love in it. Any way we can. Uh, all right, so, so wait, hold on. Go ahead. So you have this new segment. <laughs> I got a new segment. But I had a question though. Since we Good, don't have a guest this week, I'd yeah. like to so since things are getting back to somewhat normal and you're starting to get busy, why don't we always talk about like the questions are like, oh, DJ stuff. Why don't you like run us? Because I had this question for you when we we're Jeff and I were travel buddies. We we're uh, what do you call that? Travel buddies, bunk mates. No, <laughs> no. What do you call that one? Uh, that roomie. <laughs> I'm so like I can't. The lane that you have to have two people in it. Oh, the hove. Yeah, you're the my hove. You're yeah. my HOV guy. I am the HOV guy. So when we we're traveling, why don't you let people know? Take some. Take the people through a night of Jeff from because I know that you're a promoter, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, once your tables are in, you just go home. Like, run through no. people through the night of what you actually your so, night actually so, entails. So for a, for a night like you know we have an artist like Rick Ross or or Fifty or something like that. My main thing is in for the club and is to book tables. So the tables obviously the minimums are higher that night. So my work starts a week or two, basically when we announce the show. And from then on, I'm calling all my VIPs, booking them tables, getting them excited about that. They're calling you too. Well, they yeah, see the lineup. Yeah. yeah, calling me as well, texting me, whatever. So night of stuff, I we have table runners, myself outside. So that's why you stand outside the whole time. You waiting greet for only your tables or just everybody, tables in everybody, general? yeah, just tables in general. Oh, okay, yeah. now that makes sense. So to me. greeting right. the tables, making sure they're in the VIP line, getting them processed quickly because they are the VIPs. Bringing them in, seating them, yeah, introducing them to the waitress, experience yeah. for them, yeah. So after all the tables are in, that's when you go check up in on the tables, make sure they're having a good time. What can make the experience better? They're always, you know, te- it's easier now texting you. But you want to show face, 
maybe have a shot with them. Yeah, you want to yeah. make them feel yeah. special because they are. They are. They, they are. are. They're spending yeah. money to f- to feel special. You have to make sure you you give that experience to your clients. Absolutely. And then when the night's over, you know, the next day you text them, making sure that everything's straight, uh, how the night went, how they like the placement of their table. Offering them, you know, next week we got this lineup coming, and so you're just in touch with them, and and that's basically a hundred percent. So, what about flipping tables? How flipping difficult table. is that? It, it's it's harder. It's easier when it's a longer night. So, for example, when a night starts at like nine o'clock and people are just coming in. Or like in New York, it's probably easier because you have from 10, 10 to 4. Exactly. So it's easier to flip. It's harder to, to do that. But sometimes people only hang for one bottle or two bottles. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, What's the average know. time you think somebody stays at a table? Three hours, I'd say. Mm. It's a so long time. I never bought bottles. People buy them for me. I'm fucking I'm fucking bougie. OG cheat code over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an OG cheat code. Yeah. Um but yeah, also, you know, bringing people over to, you know, they want, you know, to hang out with girls and stuff like that. Some girls want to hang out at tables. Do you, you pull know. random girls that you know are going to come in that night? That I know girls that are going to come in like, that night. Oh, yeah. I want to, let me bring you over this table. Yeah, people will hit me up and be like, Jeff, is there are tables I can hang out with today? And they're they're pretty girls and they'll be like, yeah, absolutely. Just come and I'll, I'll introduce you to some friends and things so like that. So is that different from like New York ta- promoter tables where it's a promoter table full of girls? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Different, yeah. I'm just, yeah. You're like, a, you're really working. Like that's just people getting paid yeah. to come in. Absolutely. Basically, those gentlemen are getting paid to bring people to a table to sit down just to fill exactly put bodies in the club. To put bodies in there. Yeah. Now, do any places like that exist in Boston? There are a couple guys that do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. But that I mean, there's nothing. Really. No, there's nothing we're not wrong. saying there's like yeah. nothing absolutely. wrong with no. that. I'm just trying to understand the different. Elements because some people say they're promoters and they just have a promoter table yeah. and other people, which I'm used to seeing. And we so, call them we call them VIP hosts and hosts. Oh, okay, and, yeah. all right. So and when promoters. I see yeah. you outside working the doors, yeah. it's like some foreign to me because in New York it's not like that. Right, right. We don't have any promoters at the clubs then, really. Yeah, we have promote VIP hosts. Yeah, hosts. The, yeah. They sell themselves. The door guy in New York is most of the time is the promoter. Right, right. Because he's running the door and said, yo, if you want to come in, you, you, you're going to have to buy this amount of tables. Right, right. And it changes probably from a night to night because hundred the, the it capacity. Changed, yeah, absolutely. It changes. Your availability. And how much the, the talent costs and stuff like that. I mean, David Getta table is going to get a different amount than. Um, yeah, I'm talk- yeah, but that's a totally different yeah. scene. Like, that's like. Like that's Ticketmaster. You're getting those tickets. I'm talking about places yeah. you're just walking, walking up to the up door, to, like yeah, yeah. Avenue or like, right, right. You know, places like that. I think that's that's a great answer, man. And I think that's a great segue into the new. <laughs> All right, the new one. The new one. What is it, Jeff? The new uh, the uh, new segment. Let's yeah, go. The new segment. All right, here it is. If you've ever been on Yelp, Yelp is the worst of the worst. You just there's very few that just you know really commend a place everything it's it's basically for people yeah, to complain it's, it's, it's people yeah. from, it's a it's a space for people to to bitch yeah but it, at the same time i utilize like I, yeah i do too uh, yeah i utilize it too, i want to see the pictures of the food right right that's a good way to do it but most likely if somebody's going to take the time out to write something about your restaurant yeah 80 percent of the time it's not going to be good yeah so i've now noticed that on yelp across the globe 
a nightclub, a bar, anything besides a restaurant, there is no more than two stars ever to a place. <laughs> and it's awesome. And so I've just randomly started looking at these Yelp reviews and I go back That's to amazing. and I do it by by stars and I've gone to the worst ones and they are hilarious. <laughs> and it's just people getting it rejected from rejected clubs, from the door, won't get let in. Absolutely hammered writing reviews. And so I'm gonna do the Yelp review of the week. We're not going to tell which club it is. Of course not. And it could be anyone in the world. There was, I, I remember reading a Yelp review about the box once, and they're like, this place is a shithole and falling <laughs> apart. And all this other stuff. Yo, listen, it was made to look that way. They actually had set designers come in to make this right. brand new building look old and decrepit. And this person was complaining about how it was like broke down and all that shit. No, it's supposed to look like that, bro. Oh, man. You want to hear a good one? Yes. This yes, is word for word. Word. <laughs> this is verbatim. Verbatim. Damn the guard who checked my ID since I went to the club so fucking shit. I'm not to say nothing. He's just said, I'm so drunk, but I'm not drunk anymore. If I drunk, why would you give me come to the club? And I went outside to smoke. He said, I cannot come in anymore. And I don't know what is going on. He just said, I'm so drunk. And he said, you can call your friend and pick you up. But they're down there. Have signal. Or how can I do? But any good rich, my boyfriend came up. There and saw me, got a problem. Then he came down and let their friends went back home. This is the good business question mark. We are New Yorker and I never got like this before. Oh my god, it's on Christmas Day. End rant. Well, I it was funny at first till I realized that that's actually my Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good because I started drooling at first because it was so funny, and then I realized. That's definitely something that I could probably write. <laughs> probably. How about <laughs> verbatim? How about somebody? This next one is somebody critiquing beers at a bar. <laughs> Great show, but bottled harpoon IPA tastes like an iodized old ale. No normal fresh hop aroma and raisiny malt taste. Awful. <laughs> Stop selling beer for big, big money and not treating it well. <laughs> Oh, they probably like got it cold and like let it sit out. Yeah, I guess skunked it. it. Yeah. Skunked it. What yeah. a dope word. <laughs> oh, it's broken, you know? There we go. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, skunky beer. Well, well, oh, well, it used to happen to, no, it used to happen to Heineken's all the time. Yeah. That, that green that, bottle used yeah. to fuck it up. All right, here, here, here's one. Uh, here, we'll do I'm one I'm glad more. I didn't read any of these that you put in the post because that first one was fucking amazing. <laughs> this one says, don't go here if it's freezing cold in heels and you have to pee, especially if you had anything to drink prior. They wouldn't let me in and accuse me of being drunk. Oh, I'm sorry. I know my limit. I'm not guessing to be to get belligerent even before getting into the club. It's Boston. It's cold as hell. Guess who can't shake or move to keep warm? They accuse you of being drunk. <laughs> These are ridiculous. That's so we will now have a new segment every week where we have the most ridiculous Yelp, Yelp reviews. reviews. Can we include restaurants in that shit? Yeah, maybe we have to. No, that's a lot of work. Yeah. No, let's stick with the club we'll shit. Go let's, go, let's stick with the culture. Let's go. That was a good one. Right. That was approved. A little story time action? Let's go. Gather around, kids. 
It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. <laughs> well, it's that time of the week. It is. Story time with Uncle Jeff. What you got this week? All right, this is the time that I learned that football fans never sleep. So this was many years ago. Um Back at Gillette Stadium. In football, I mean, as I call it, soccer. So it's two huge wait, teams. Wait, wait. I'm confused. It's a soccer team. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they call it football. Football. Yeah. Is that how they really say it? They call it like with an accent, like football. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was AC Milan and Inter. So two Italian teams. And they played a sold-out Gillette Stadium Oh, so game. it wasn't like the Major League Soccer. No, this is like, like international. This is like the big guys, yeah. Well, yeah, I heard those are like the highest paid athletes in the world. It's crazy. So these guys play at Gillette. They get the call. Both teams are coming to party. It's a Sunday night. This is before Cure existed, Jason. <laughs> before Jason says there's no Cure. If you don't know, every time Jeff has a story and it says it's Sunday, there's only one place that had a yeah. Sunday place. So I always, uh, it's a funny. So, okay. So this club is downtown called Mantra. So we had a great time I that night. I think I DJed there once. You might have. I think I did New Year's. Oh, this is a crazy story. I, I don't mean to interrupt. Interrupt. My up. first time like DJing in Boston, and I remember I had a pink polo shirt on, right? Nice. Button up, right? Yeah. With my Yankee hat. Oh, Nobody wait. liked me. I'm interrupting your interrupting. Shout out to Alex Bossy on the shirt. If anybody's watching this on YouTube, Alex Bossy brought the glitter back. He did, man. Yeah. Jeff looks like a shiny fucking disco ball <laughs> between his beard. Yeah. And we need to put some of those rhinestones in your beard. Nice. Bossy sportswear. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Bossy. <laughs> and well, I wonder why nobody liked my sets because I had a fucking Yankees hat on. Well, so you are mantra. It was an old bank vault. I don't remember, man. Uh-huh. I'm old, bro. All right. Well, anyways, we we crushed it that night. They had a great time. Well, of course. I mean, who doesn't have a great time with you? And you must have been young then. And I was young. You're a spitfire. <laughs> I was spitfire. The players are having a blast. They didn't want to stop. It's 2 in the morning. They're not used to it. No. It's early. There's a restaurant across the street in the owner, Italian restaurant. Owner's oh, Italian. Oh, fucking these love it. Milan right? and yeah, Inter. These are like, it, yeah. yeah. They're like gods, right? We walked both teams, a few other patrons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some girls right over across the street. Awesome. We partied there. We're, he just let the bar open. We just, everybody's just drinking. So we're crushing it. Probably got some tunes going. We stayed real late. So the hotel that they're staying at, the Four Seasons, is literally probably like two blocks. So I go to the guys. I'm like, you know, you guys want to walk back soon or whatever? And they're like, no, no, we can't walk back. I'm like, well, it's like four in the morning. I understand. They're like, no, we'll have a bus come pick us up. And I'm like, all right. So, Baller. Yeah. But I'm like. Footballer. <laughs> but, I, ooh, that's good. but I was wondering why, like, you couldn't, you know, just walk back. I was like, you know, it was like. Happened to me once. 30, like, dudes. So we walk back. So we get the bus. They go back to the Four Seasons. I walk back and, like, wait for them because we're about to go eat breakfast at the Four Seasons. I, they turn the corner, and there must have been 200 people at 430 in the morning. Waiting for autographs and stuff? Waiting for autographs. Holy shit. And the crowd noise when these guys got off the bus was like something I've never seen before. And I realized 
that football fans never sleep. And these guys were crazy. And they signed autographs. They must have been hammered at four in the morning. Signed autographs. And these people waited outside the whole well, that's day. That's very nice of them, man. I yeah. appreciate people like that. Yeah. That's great. But that was the football time I realized football fans never sleep. That's awesome, man. I did that once. I was on the road. And we went to this after party after the club. And I felt like I was in this car forever. Yeah. And we get to this after party, and I'm having a couple of drinks. And I'm like, all right, man, I got to go back to the hotel. I called the Uber, and the Uber comes and gets me. And the lady's like, you sure you want to ride? And I was like, yeah, why? She goes, your hotel's at the end of the street. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I go, hey, I'll just pay the minimum. Just take me there. No way. Because, you know, you had to, like, yeah, have yeah, an Uber yeah. minimum. That was pretty funny, man. <laughs> That's my life. I didn't know where I was, bro. I know I could have looked it up, but I just thought, I didn't even, th- I just thought I was so far away. Right. I guess we couldn't find a parking spot. That's pretty good. You know what that means. Woo! Breaking news. Breaking news. You are now in tune to the PNN <laughs> network with your host, Jeff London. All right. I don't know what the positive news is this week, but well, I'm sure you have some. I got some positive news for you, but you're going to have to tell me at the end of this what you would do. All right. So, I, for, wait, I want to thank you, for, first of all, for the past couple of weeks for the positive news in, in bringing some light to uh, mental health, mental health yeah, awareness absolutely. month and, and how important it is for uh, everybody. To, uh, so kudos to you, my friend. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, Ross is so whack. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So the spot in Springfield, Mass. Shout out to Massachusetts. Actually uh, been there once. There was a record store called Strawberries, I believe. <laughs> like I'm serious. Not the real strawberry record store that used to be a chain. Yeah, but they didn't have those in New York. Oh. So to me, it was something different. Well, they had them all over Boston. Well, I'm sorry. I'm from New York, bro. <laughs> so Lucky Spot Convenience Store in Springfield, Mass. So the owner sold a winning scratch ticket to one of his regular customers. Okay. But the ticket sat discarded in the store for 10 days after the customer assumed it wasn't worth anything. So the owner says one evening I was going through the tickets from the trash and noticed she didn't scratch the number, the owner said. He scratched the number, and it was $1 million underneath the ticket. She threw it in the garbage, bro? Yeah. We didn't sleep for two nights at the owner. So he called his mom, his grandparents in India, and he said, and they told him, give it back. We don't want that money. So the family decided to return the ticket. And since the the customer visited the store often, they knew where to find her. And as soon as she came in, they handed her the $1 million ticket. She obviously freaked out and cried. You think? What would you do in that situation? Oh, well, it's a funny little story, though, because how they know that specific ticket was hers, though? They must. They must That's crazy. Yeah. yeah they must, they but must. if I knew it was her ticket, I mean, it's a million dollars. I would. I'm I'm a pretty straight laced dude. I'd give it back, hoping that she'd be like, well, here's like 50 grand. Yeah. She had to have hit him off. Right? Had to hit him yeah. off. But the store actually makes money off that back end anyways. I know, but still, yeah, I wouldn't. I you wouldn't even just, hesitate to give it back. Oh, I like that. I wouldn't even think twice. I'd be so nervous to cash it in that I couldn't do it. Have you ever scratched off a lottery ticket and thought you actually won a million dollars? No, because I did once, and I was a five set. I was walking out of my job to quit, sweating armpits. 
And then you realize what? And I realized I read it too fast. <laughs> it was a rush. It was like a, I felt it in my toes. Like my like really. It was the most weird outer body experience ever. I thought I was like, oh my god, I'm f- fucking like 19 years old. I just won a million dollars. You didn't win, dude. I was strutting to that door, and I go, I better look at that ticket one more time. And you strutted right back. <laughs> I strutted right back and put it in the garbage. It was the biggest rush of five seconds ever, dude. And that's the PNN. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're back. <laughs> we are we're back. back in full force. Yo, shout out to everybody that's been getting the merch and, and yeah, helping us out. Really appreciate and, that. And staying in and listening to our awesome, fun, stupid show. Shout out our new sound guy, Hurley. Hurley's crushing it. Crushing it. He's so busy. Big got, night big night shop dot com. Check us out. Get some merchandise. Yo, support your family. Support your brothers. We ain't doing this. We know we taking our we ain't get paid for this. Big night shop dot com. And you can find Jason at Jason Smith Music on Instagram and I am Jason Smith on SoundCloud. And you can find us at I'm the promoter. He's the DJ and Jeff London underscore Wait, uh, wait yeah. did I fuck it up? I got it right? You got it right. Yeah. 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 Well, I know that. Nice job, Jason. See you next week. Peace. Okay, I'll reload it. Jeff London. DJ Jason Smith.